Hey everyone, welcome back to Bible Q&A. I'm your friend and Wedawa Nomarin, and this is another episode of the Prayer 101 series. We've got an interesting question to answer today, and that question is, what should we do if God doesn't answer our prayers? There are many places in the scriptures that seem to give us the assurance that whatever requests we take to God will be granted. For example, the famous statement of Christ in Matthew chapter 21 verse 22 reads, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. The Apostle Peter also said, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. First Peter chapter 3 verse 12. However, there are many cases when a long time passes without getting any answer from God. We begin to think, is God angry with me? Did I offend him in any way? Is it that he didn't hear me? Is he even there? In this video, we will give you four things to think about or consider when such a situation occurs, and we will use biblical texts and examples to explain how each one works. If you ever fall into such a situation, the first thing you should do is analyze the request you have made. Ask yourself, is my request according to God's will? Will it support my spiritual work? You see, God Almighty has his interests or will. Things like his knowledge and his plan of salvation for humanity are of great concern to him because they are his ideas. God tends to respond to those who understand those ideas and pray accordingly, as the Apostle John said, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. First John chapter 5, verse 14. If we look at the Lord's Prayer which Christ taught us to pray in Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 and 10, you'll be able to see that the entire will and purpose of God, spoken about from Genesis to Revelation, was summarized in a few lines. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Anytime we pray that prayer, we are practically asking God to fulfill his will. And because his will must fulfill, according to Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11, such a prayer would of course be answered. If you look at the prayer of Hezekiah in Isaiah chapter 37 verse 20, you'll be able to see that he prayed to God to deliver the nation of Israel from the hands of the king of Assyria. God answered that prayer because he tied his request to God's will and essentially prayed for God to fulfill his purpose by rescuing them. In that place, Hezekiah stated, Now therefore, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. In Isaiah chapter 37, verse 20, you can see how he made reference to the will of God, which is the fact that his name should be sanctified, that everyone should know that God Almighty is indeed the God of Israel and the Almighty God. But, by the time the focus of our prayers becomes about lusts and cares of this life, such as better jobs, fancy cars, mortgages, and resources to meet standards or compete with other people, then we should remember that those are of little value to God Almighty or to our own salvation. And therefore, God might not answer such requests. James once said, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it, upon your lusts, according to James chapter 4, verse 3. The second thing we should consider after analyzing our requests is to check if God Almighty is happy with our ways. Just as a father will naturally grant the requests of an obedient child, 
but denies certain privileges for a disobedient child, God Almighty will answer the requests of his obedient children, but might not do so for disobedient ones. Saul and David were two kings of Israel who made the exact same requests, but God answered one and not the other. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 37, King Saul asked God if he would deliver the Philistines into his hand, but God did not answer him. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 19, King David made the exact same requests, and God answered him, saying, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. If we can check those two boxes, that is, God Almighty is pleased with our ways and we've prayed according to God's will, then we should just be patient. There's a saying that God's time is the best, and that is indeed true. God Almighty's ways and thoughts are higher than ours, according to Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. So even if we believe that we should get answers at a particular moment, God might see it differently. Abraham had to wait 25 years from the time God promised him a child before he eventually got it. But all the while, Abraham obeyed God and did his will. And I don't want us to miss that. Patience is not about sitting in one corner and waiting for God to answer our prayers. No, we should continue to do his will in whatever way God has blessed us with, be it by raising our families in his fear, according to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, and Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, or by spreading the gospel message, or whatever other form. And as we do so, we then patiently wait for God to answer our requests. James the Apostle advised us about this in James chapter 1, verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. But what we should never do is what King Saul did in 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 6. He prayed to God, and just as it happened in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 37, God did not answer him. But instead of repenting or being patient, he went to the other side and sought help from Satan the devil through the witch of Endor. That is not patience, because we aren't waiting for God anymore. We're taking a decision against God's interests. The fourth thing we should consider is that, in certain cases, God might not grant our requests because there's actually something good he wants to come out of that. For example, Jesus prayed to God to deliver him from the shameful death approaching in Matthew chapter 26 verses 39 and 42. But if God were to have hypothetically answered that prayer, Christ would not have been offered up as a ransom for our sins, according to Matthew chapter 20 verse 28 and John chapter 3 verse 16. And we as humans needed that atonement so that God could forgive us of the sins of our ancestors, Adam and Eve, according to John chapter 1 verse 29 and Hebrews chapter 9 verses 25 and 26, similar to the Day of Atonement in Leviticus chapter 16 verses 1 to 34, when two goats were sacrificed for the sins of the nation of Israel. Therefore, it was for humanity's benefit that that prayer of Christ was not answered, and so God did not answer it. There might also be a case when we're sick or injured and we pray to God to spare us from death, but he won't answer us because there's something he wants to spare us from. A bigger temptation, for example, that our faith might not be able to withstand. As I, the prophet, once said, The righteous perisheth, and no man layeth it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. That is Isaiah chapter 57 verse 1. And even if none of these things apply, we should remember that God is not necessarily bound to answer our prayers. God should still be God to us, even if some of our requests go ungranted. The three faithful Jews in Daniel chapter 3 said that they would refuse to bow down to the God of Nebuchadnezzar and that God would deliver them from the fiery furnace. But even if he refused to, they said that they would remain faithful to him. They told the king, 
O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Dino chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. But let us not fret. The Bible assures us, faithful worshippers of God, that the God we serve is a powerful God, a mighty God, that can answer all our requests, regardless of how big or long it might take for them to happen. The psalmist once said, Praise waiteth for thee, O God in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. That is Psalm 65, verses 1 and 2. And... I think this will suffice for answering the question, what should we do if God doesn't answer our prayers? We should follow these different criteria so that if that situation ever happens, we won't be confused or get into this weird state of confusion where we're like, what's happening? Does God not like me anymore? No, we'll be able to take it methodically and be able to find out exactly why it seems as though God has not heard us. Thanks for watching and God bless you. Oh, one more thing. Like what you heard today? Share your thoughts by using the link https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash Bible Q and A one slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash Bible Q and A one slash message. Hope to hear your wonderful feedback. It might appear in an episode.